Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we will revisit two recent topics, uh, one related to our favorite couple, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, and then also Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry, uh, because we have new information on both fronts and we want to uh, revisit with this new info. We also have an amazing story to tell you about an encounter that my sister Grace had in Pittsburgh on the ground. I'm very excited for everybody to hear that. Plus, we'll discuss Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds' unlikely friendships. Two celebrities we haven't talked much about before, so I'm excited. Oh, Grace. Yeah, this is Grace. Oh, hi. Okay, Grace, Josh is on the line. Hi, Josh. How are I you? love this. Grace, hi. Welcome to In the Limelight. Great to be here. What an honor. <laughs> uh, well, we're so excited. I kind of, I told Josh a little bit about what happened, but if you could set the scene for us Friday night, Grace is based in Pittsburgh. Um, she has a very professional job, but she was kind of volunteering at this beer event. Yeah, so it was a pop-up garden, and it's in an empty warehouse bay next to this high-rise luxury apartment building that was just finished a couple months ago. And it was pouring rain. So it was, yeah, it was pouring rain on Friday night, so there was a terrible turnout. We were breaking everything down early. And I was the last one left at the bar. It was just a tap wagon. So four taps and some box wine. And as we were setting down or shutting down, um, this couple ran up and stood under the tent to get away from the rain. They asked for two beers, and I immediately recognized it was Judy Greer. But I tried to play it cool. Somebody had already turned the taps off, but I made them run around and turn the taps back on so I could give them these two beers. They paid for them. Oh, my God. They tip well. I know. I couldn't decide if I should buy them the beers or if I should pay for them or whatever. So they paid for them, and they're about to walk away. And I, I want to interject just to say that Grace's husband did not want to open up the tap to serve Judy. No. Beer. He did not want to turn the tap back on, and I was like, listen, I'm in charge right now, and you need to do this. And he was standing Wait, I was, by. I was, am I, is Judy Green a movie? Why is she in Pittsburgh now? Well, so I... 
talked to her then and I said, I noticed her Judy Greer and she said, yes. And I said, I'm a big fan of your work. And she said, I'm a big fan of your work pointing to the beer, which was which great. I just love. And oh my God. Then Patch or resume, Grace. She was with her husband, and I think he maybe was excited that I recognized her because he was like, we're here filming the new Richard Linklater movie, and was telling me all about that, and I said, I hope you're enjoying your stay, and Judy said she loves Pittsburgh, was excited for her husband to see it, too. Um, They were staying at the building next door right there, which was awesome. And I immediately, after they walked away, ran to find the building manager and asked him all about it, at which point he told me that other stars of this movie, Where'd You Go Bernadette, are also staying there, including Kristen Wiig, Steve Vaughn, and Kate Blanchett. Oh, my goodness. And they're all staying in this one complex? They are, except for Kate Blanchett, who had been there for the first couple weeks, but then her family came out to join her, and she was looking for a five-bedroom, but they didn't have one available at the time. Wait, wait, Grace, I want to pause. I want to pause. Just a point. I want to provide a visual to Josh. This place, you would not approve of this for Kate Blanchett at all. It's like this very industrial complex in like it's like made out of old shipping containers a very gritty neighborhood in pittsburgh essentially two blocks away from a wendy's and not even like a nice new wendy's but like a very old one so just imagine that kate planchette was there for months and fine with it why do we think this is is this like a typical like why this apartment building do we think there's one other big apartment building in town that usually gets the hollywood business but um either they were booked or the production company whoever was putting the stars up had heard of this place inside it's very luxurious and the building manager said that even since kate blanchett has moved out she and her family have come back to use the pool and gym wow Oh, so Kate loves. Yes. So that's how much <laughs> that is an it. endorsement if I ever heard one because I feel like she'd be pretty picky about her um, pools and you know like leisure spots. I love this manager was just so chatty though was giving you all the intel about Kate Blanchett. He obviously didn't have to sign any sort of confidentiality agreement. No, I asked him about getting him on the podcast, and he, I'm not going to name him here because he was a little bit worried after the fact when he realized what I was grilling him for. So, and that was, of course, to report back to you guys. You know, Judy seems like very into Pittsburgh. I've heard of her being here on other movie sets and stopping into a friend's vintage store. Um, I heard about Steve Vaughn, I guess, was spotted at a restaurant down the street, sitting at the bar, eating by himself and making friends with the waitstaff. So uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. So. I mean, so if we, I want you and Kate to have a run in in Pittsburgh, but I don't know how we're going to make this happen. We need to make this happen. I mean, it's. I think it's pretty easy to find out where they're shooting. But now that I know they're staying there, I went. I wasn't planning on going back the second night, but I did. Unfortunately, didn't see any any more celebs. Well, I can't believe you were serving boxed wine, though. Kate Blanchett fi- probably like got. She heard that and she was like, "No thanks." I mean, it was one of the better Pittsburgh breweries on draft, and both Judy and her husband got the IPA. It was a Helltown beer. They both got the Rapture IPA, which I thought was a bold choice. They were just very grateful to have any kind of beer. 
did Judy live up to what you would want her to be? Like, did she seem like the fun gal pal sidekick that she always plays? Oh, yeah. She was super, super nice. Um, and also just really pro Pittsburgh, which I love. And um, I mm. mentioned something like, Elsa, oh, so you're not the Schittsburg type, referencing the Sienna Miller comment about Pittsburgh. And she was horrified. Oh, yeah. Wait, can we explain that? Like, most people know, didn't Sienna Miller said that after the fact, right? She called it Schittsburg. Yeah, when Sienna Miller had to film here, her take on the talent was that it should be called Schittsburg. So, so if she were to ever step back so... into Pittsburgh, she would be chased out. I would not have turned the tap back on for her. <laughs> well, Grace, did you get the sense that Judy was friends with Kate? Like, how did she speak about Kate? Do you think well, they like hang out? Oh, she out? didn't. I didn't know at that time that oh. anyone else was staying there. Oh, it wasn't until after she left mm. and I went to tell the building manager and Mark. Well, Grace, you wow. have got to be on a high Kate Blanchett alert. Yeah, I am. I mean, I was riding that Judy Greer high for like 36 straight hours. I was so excited. So. A Judy Greer high. I love that. I feel like that would be a real, that would be real too. I feel like she just would make me feel very uplifted for some reason. Well, the fact that she, <laughs> that she complimented my work too and thinks that I'm a bartender now, like at pop-up beer gardens, that minimally was... attended pop-up beer gardens. Um. <laughs> You know, that was just really magnanimous of her, and I appreciated it. Grace, if you do see Kate, what will you say? I don't know. I feel like Judy Greer is a lot more approachable than a Kate Blanchett type. Uh, yeah, but I agreed. Did, I, I feel like I'd be very intimidated to say anything to her. But I, did, I will say that I learned that line from my friend Joey, who once ran into Harrison Ford and approached him by saying, Excuse me, sir, I couldn't help but notice your Harrison Ford. <laughs> so I feel like maybe that's a good good way or maybe i'll take the same approach and just welcome her to pittsburgh ask if she needs any insider tips uh, wait josh what did you say about that line i just feel like you have to have a lot of confidence to go up to lake harrison ford and deliver that line oh well we've seen joey in action so he, he sure does have a lot of confidence well, yeah grace i like i like that approach you say that and then maybe i don't know if you have a card but maybe make a card that you have in your purse at the ready in case you know kate ever needs like an assistant on the ground <laughs> not that you would quit your well yeah job, i just think but... obviously she's not from here so i feel like as a native and an ambassador of the city, it's my job to welcome her and make sure that she enjoys her time. Yeah. Doesn't leave with the Sienna Miller impression. Yeah, I think that's great to give her like a recommendation or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll have to find out what she's into so I can recommend something that's up her alley. But um, I yeah, actually, I I'm good. at work and I have to get to a meeting. Okay. Well, great. So. Thanks. This is perfect. <laughs> So last week we spent a lot of time. Uh, there's, it was hard to overstate how in depth we got in terms of Prince Harry, Meghan Markle's trip to Africa. In particular, one photo of the two of them uh, arriving in off the, you know, they're deplaning, and there's a shot that the Sun posted in which Meghan is carrying all sorts of items and uh, especially like a, a mysterious package that I think, Julie, I don't know about you, but we've, we, we've, we've not been able to not think about it even since last week's podcast. It's just on our minds at all times. In our dreams, but thanks to all the people who kind of reached out to us. Yes. So I, I know we wanted to highlight a few of the theories, but before we do that, 
a very unconfirmed but also very intriguing report that someone actually sent us this morning on our Twitter account, I think, and that, you know, we want to make clear is unconfirmed because there's so much about Meghan and Harry that gets written, I feel, where, um, you know, it ends up being sort of completely seemingly fabricated that we don't really know. But the, I don't know if you saw this yet, Julie, but the the Sun says that Harry reportedly proposed to his actress girlfriend, Meghan Markle, during a camping trip in the Botswana bush. Um, but intriguingly, and the British tabloids say that they, even though Meghan accepted the proposal, the news won't be made official by Buckingham Palace until the Queen gives her permission. So, Who is the sun source? Who's the sun source that has all of this? I don't know. I don't know if I believe this, but I saw some of our fans pointed it's, out the article. It says the $100,000, or sorry, not dollar, pound, the £100,000 engagement ring. You guys can do the math on that, <laughs> the conversion, uh, that Harry had made from a piece of Princess Diana's jewelry uh, will stay out of sight for now, and instead the pair will wear Zulu betrothal bracelets. And the symbolic bracelets, the the symbolic bracelets are said to feature a pattern with the notes their status is married. That seems very Megan to me. So that actually does make me feel like there could be some truth to this report. How do you feel about this? I just don't understand what was the point of them even getting engaged if then they had to immediately put the engagement on ice. Yeah, and also like, don't you think it's weird? Because now if we see these new symbolic bracelets. I feel like it's, like, just silly. It's like, why not just get engaged when you can actually be engaged? Like, exactly. Like, what's the point of this kind of delayed uh, sort of mid-level suspension engagement? Right. Um, I, I like the idea, though, that he used a different piece of Princess Diana's jewelry for the engagement ring. Because I had seen that report a few weeks ago because, of course, Prince Harry gave, didn't he inherit the ring, Josh? And then he gave it to William when William right. proposed to Kate. And I have to say, there's something about... I think we've talked about this before. I could see if they had this private trip in Africa, at the very least, we were saying before, if, they, if it would be almost cruel at this point if he wasn't proposing to her. So if they had this sort of discussion, he said, you know, we, I want, I, you know, let's do this, but we really can't officially. So they, you know, like I could see maybe something like that where it's this middle ground sort of commitment they're making. I, it just seems very weird to me. Maybe that's how you have to do it when you're a royal. Do you remember how it was after William and Kate got engaged? Like, did the announcement come immediately after the vacation? I don't remember. I, I feel like it did, though. I feel like people knew, and they've been dating for eight years, so I feel like they already sort of implicitly had the Queen's approval or, or officially did. I feel like it was sort of different in terms of the sort of way the press and was covering them and their standing. I mean, I guess on, on the flip side, we haven't heard anything like Megan's not engaged. The engagement didn't come. Megan and Harry broke up because Megan was devastated. I was also wondering if the queen, like, wouldn't it just be so fun to be the queen and be able to totally mess with this whole thing? Like, I just feel like if I was her, I, I would just be like, I, you have your four drinks a day or whatever the queen has, apparently. You know, like, why not just have some fun? Like, I, I just feel like it would be really funny if she just threw a wrench in the whole thing and was like, actually, no, I'm not, I'm not into this. You guys can't get married. Like, what would happen? Right. Or if the queen made, decided to make some, like, reality show type challenge for Megan, Megan had to, like, I don't know, complete some <laughs> yeah, insane, like amazing race style. <laughs> 
I don't know why I'm just really into the idea of the queen, like now just having so much fun and like messing with them kind of, you know, this is what bothers me about the whole story though is, and this is why I don't believe the son's report is because I don't think Harry would be so cruel as to not get the queen's permission before proposing. Like, isn't that just unnecessarily? Yeah. And I also just feel like this is people so desperately want them to be engaged at this point that they're just going to run with this story no matter what happens. So I also feel like the son probably just wants to say they're engaged. Like, I do not feel like there's any basis in this. But I do love that, and I've been so excited to read this quote, because no royals have really talked about Meghan. Um, And over the weekend, Mike Tyndall, who is married to... Harry's cousin, Zara, Zara Phillips, and he is sort of like a Meghan type in that he's a commoner, quote-unquote, who married into the royal family, but he's been the first royal to, like, directly go on the record to talk about Meghan, and the quotes are kind of bland and generic, and he says, you know, she's been through, she's been under enough scrutiny and pressure in her day-to-day life, so I'm sure she will get through it, meaning, like, all the commotion, she'll be fine. As long as they're both happy, that's all you can ask for. She'll do absolutely fine. So it's not like the most freaking endorsement I've ever heard. But the headlines were all like, Mike, Ting- Mike Tyndall says, like, Meghan Markle will be fine. But then, Julie, he says... Oh, my God. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. He admitted that he's a big fan of Markle's TV show Suits and won't be afraid to press her for spoilers. I'm obviously a Suits fan, he said. It's a very good show. I will definitely try and get the inside scoop on it. Like, is that not... Like, I can't take anything above seriously now that he said... Like, he admitted an obsession with Suits. Like, what do you make of that? Like, can, how is that real? That raises a lot of red flags to me, and I love that to us, like, all of his credibility is immediately dashed by him admitting that he's not only seen a few episodes of Suits, but that he's a big fan. And it's not even just that. I'm obviously a big Suits fan, as if, like, he's talking about Game of Thrones or something, you know what I mean? Like, as if we're all fans out here, you know? (laughs) Also, no one is obviously a Suits fan. Yeah, like, who in the history of time is, like, the usage of that after this weird thing about how she's going to be, like, fine through the scrutiny and pressure makes me so suspect of the entire enterprise. (laughs) Well, Josh, I have a question for you. What if you were friends with Meghan Markle and you knew that she had just gotten back from Africa and she had all of these hopes for this romantic African safari vacation, she wanted to get engaged, like, she had her manicure on point, how long would you wait after she got back to text her? And what would you text her? Like, would you play it cool? Would you immediately, like, ask if she got engaged? What would your method be? That's such a good question. I think I think I would wait, like, maybe a day after I knew she was getting back. So let's say she got back, you know, on a Monday afternoon. I'd wait till maybe, like, Tuesday morning. And then I think I would send an unrelated text, like, um, like I just saw this article about you in the, or like I just like what a cute cereal box or something, you know, like just like like something that was like so unrelated, and then right, just like getting a convo going, and then hope she's gonna respond with like, oh my god, meaning to text you, Harry and I are engaged, but 
I feel like I wouldn't ask directly. I feel like it would just be too, um, I don't know, like, it just would feel too sensitive, right? I like that. I like that you would play it cool. I would wait 24 hours and then probably just text so in caps with like a million exclamation points and question marks. So you would just basically go for it. I mean, I would go for it. Yeah, I guess it's also like at this point, it's like she's Meghan Markle, it's Prince Harry. Like you might as well just ask, right? Like why be why be why beat around the bush? I think this shows that I'm a passive aggressive kind of like not undirect, indirect texter anyway. Also, who would you be more starstruck by? <laughs> Meghan Markle or Judy Greer? <laughs> um Meghan Markle. I feel like Judy Greer, I don't even, I honestly, and this is probably somehow like sacrilegious to some sort of romantic comedy gods or something, but I just don't even know if I'd recognize her out in the open. I'm really impressed that Grace got her so quickly. I know. Oh, also, we got some really good theories about, there's one theory in particular I want to read, which I did really like, which is, because we asked people what Megan was holding in this bag and the bubble wrap. And someone said that they think the mystery package that Megan is carrying could be a gift to whoever they were staying with on the first night in Botswana, because I read they stayed with some of Harry's friends that night and had a BBQ and are drinking beer and rosé. As for what's in the package, maybe some beautiful painting that Megan and Harry picked up together. Wonderful research, great comment in general. I know. Oh, yeah, but don't you don't you feel like the idea of her bringing a gift to someone makes so much sense? Because I feel like she loves the idea of giving a present. So the idea that it's just wrapped a wrapped gift makes a lot of sense to me. Right. And also this pre-engagement phase of any relationship is when the pressure is on. Like, you have to be your best, your best behavior. So I can definitely see Megan putting way too much thought into whatever this gift was. Also, I didn't read that, that she and Harry hung out at a bbq <laughs> i didn't either so whoever whatever comment there is, is great intel to be calling in like ne- instead of grace next week we'll have a person <laughs> calling in also another commenter pointed out which is actually an interesting thing that we have uh, an angle we hadn't really talked about which is could the idea of a repeat engagement be tacky because this commenter was saying my coworkers are simply aghast at a potential copycat proposal, which is a good point. That's a really good point. And honestly, I was a little aghast that neither you or nor I had picked up on that. Yeah, like but I mean it wouldn't like be exactly a copycat proposal. Oh life. We comment. both have siblings. Like, you want to differentiate yourself from your siblings' trajectories. That is true. And then the other comment I liked here was that someone said maybe it's some sort of fancy TIG approved sketch block paint box. I like that. What's a sketch block? If there's anyone who would know, it's Meghan Markle, I feel. I feel like she like she created it like as a TIG exclusive or something. Oh my gosh. Well, I just hope she had an amazing trip in Africa. I know. We want if anyone else is other, I'm curious. I mean we need to dig into this BBQ more, I agree. I know. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. 
You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So another Instagram investigation, the one that I did instead of our commenter base, that was a not bad transition. No. And Josh, I give you so much credit because you picked up on this ahead of anyone. And not only did you pick up on it, it ended up like coming, coming true. You were like a psychic, some sort of clairvoyant, our own clairvoyant. We don't, I don't want to like, I feel like this is a very self-serving little segment. So I don't think we should talk about this for long, but, and I feel like it's just purely for me to take a victory lap. But I noticed that Orlando Bloom refollowed Katy Perry on Instagram a few weeks ago. We talked about it and what it could mean. And then, lo and behold, yesterday, uh, people and all these other outlets reported, and there's photo evidence that they have reconciled and went to an Ed Sheeran concert together and left the concert together on Bloom's motorcycle. If they took this public now, they were probably like reuniting right when he refollowed her. And I have to admit, I was skeptical when you suggested that maybe they were getting back together. I didn't think it was. I thought he was just like reaching the point where he was fine following her and seeing photos. I doubted it, but you were right. Sometimes Instagram stalking and refreshing that following section can really pay off in dividends. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> I think I'm just trying to justify my own behavior. But unrelated to the Instagram sleuthing I did, what do we think of that an Ed Sheeran concert is where they decided to take their like rekindled romantic flames public? See, that makes sense to me for Katie. It makes less sense to me for Orlando. Also, I love that they actually took a motorcycle there. And wasn't she wearing a super short skirt? Yeah. It just seems a little logistically hard. People says they both wore similar black baseball-style hats with Perry's covering her blonde pixie hair as she stayed close to Bloom. Very evocative language here. She also <laughs> wore a red bomber jacket and leather black skirt. Josh, what do you make of it? <laughs> that being their public debut. It's so... um showy or like yeah it's just it's, yeah, I mean it seems like such a public to be leaving especially to leave on the motorcycle they weren't trying to sneak out of any back entrances they were very much like hey we're here we're back we're you know doing this I just feel like it's a little bit surprising to me they would pick such a I don't know public affair but I guess they just want people it's to know very it's very in your face yeah and I guess that sharing concerts are rom- is it romantic I don't know I don't really feel like maybe I was going to say maybe like the shape of you is like their song. Yeah, maybe. I mean, also they've had so many strange, I mean, this relationship started at that weird Golden Globes after party where they were vaping. They've just, they've bounced around. They had the whole can thing. They went to Burning Man. They kind of like, I feel, a very public event. Does this mean Leo is down a wingman? Yeah, and I was also wondering if the timing... So, Julie, you and me ate at the Sunset Tower last time I was in L.A., but the Robert Pattinson, Katy Perry dinner that, like, got some attention last week was that the two of them ate dinner at the Sunset Tower, and they're, like, longtime friends, but someone took a photo of them eating there, um, and, like, all, there were all these rumors about that, so I also wonder if it's somehow trying to kind of 
quash those rumors at the same time by kind of going out together to this concert. Um, Interesting. Also, three waiters from the Sunset Tower got fired for that photo of Katie and Robert Pattinson getting out there. Really? Yeah, photos are very much frowned on there. They kind of have dim lit lighting to begin with. Did the waiters take the picture? Like, you and I were both terrified to really document our our meal. For us, it's really a hardship. (laughs) But but I feel like (laughs) it wasn't, when I read the report, it said that they weren't being fired because they took the photos. And I thought this was pretty harsh. They were fired because they let the photo happen. Like, they were fired for for letting someone else at at the restaurant take the photo and not having it deleted. And I was like, that's asking a lot of the waiters to make sure no one else takes the photo who's eating there. But I guess, like, if you want to lure Robert Pattinson or Katy Perry back to the Sunset Tower, someone has to fall on the sword. Yeah, that's true, actually. And you have to make it seem to celebrities like you're going to be able to eat in peace. Anyway, another thing is Katy Perry loves these. Like, remember with John Mayer? She kept, like, breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together. This is kind of her, like, MO, I feel. It is her MO. Josh, what did you feel when you saw that people headline and all the photos together? I did a little jig around my childhood bedroom where I am in Boston. I had a, a glass of champagne to celebrate. <laughs> I, Instagram sent me a gift. No, I don't know. Um, I was happy. I like them as a couple. I do, too. I support it. Good for them. Good for them. I'm just um, picturing Leo just in a car alone now <laughs> with, like, the backseat piled high yeah. with pizza boxes. Who is he going to share his pizza with now? I know. And, and like, I feel like they were really, that is true. As much as I do think Orlando and Katie are a fun pair, Leo and Orlando together was good. I felt like that was going to go good places. I I agree. So wait, we have one more topic here. Yes. So. Yes, I covered this last week. It's kind of an unlikely pairing. I guess it's in that sort of theme. Yeah. Do you like how I introduced this, by the way, in the thing? (laughs) Because. Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds are in this new movie together. I'm glad you put this in the script because I know they're in a movie together based on all the publicity they've been doing, but I had no idea what the movie was called. So thank you. That's kind of my joke or whatever, because it's called (laughs) The Hitman's Bodyguard, which seems to me like a 30 Rock parody of an action movie. You know what I mean? Like, what even is this movie? Like, what is it about? I feel like no it's one of these movies no one's going to ever actually see. Like, maybe you'll, like, see it on an airplane and still not watch it. (laughs) <laughs> but, but uh samuel jackson and ryan Reynolds are both in it but anyway people ask them who they would still like to work with act opposite and samuel l jackson blew me away with his answer because his answer was so unlikely he wants to work with maggie smith i still want to do a scene with maggie smith jackson replies if you don't know who maggie smith is she's the amazing british oscar winning actress who played the dowager countess on downton abbey so she's like forever associated with playing like this badass grandmother who like has no capacity for bullshit but anyway sam goes on maggie's one of my favorite people we hang out or go to dinner. Josh, what do you think? Can you even imagine them hanging out? I, it's a, I mean, I would not believe it if there wasn't, as you pointed out, this Instagram of their dinner with Michael Caine, no less. Um, but like that crew hanging out, I just, I don't know. I can't, I guess Maggie, and you, and in your post, I feel like you rightfully 
uh, noted that they're both like refreshingly blonde. Like I do kind of feel like they'd be very, they'd have these kind of like real talk Hollywood anecdotes. Like maybe they can like would would, like share the kind of, you know, like they're not going to be the fake Hollywood bullshit sort of thing where they're going to like suck up and flatter. Like they would just really cut to the core of like, Oh, like have you worked with so-and-so, you know, like I could maybe see it working. Right. Samuel L. Jackson, I think I'm realizing as we talk about this, is one of my favorite Hollywood actors because he doesn't put up with bullshit. He's always wearing like a crazy, are they called kangoo hats? It's okay. like he has yeah. he has one in every single color and it's always color coordinated. So the outfit he's wearing, he just, I think he kind of tells it like it is. He's, he's weirdly like enthusiastic. He's very, he has a lot of optimism on social media. Do you follow him, Josh? No. And I feel like this Instagram of him with Maggie made me want to follow him. So what does he, what does he usually post? Uh, I just remember weirdly he got into the summer Olympics full <laughs> I think the last Summer Olympics, and he was, like, live tweeting them. He had really refreshing commentary, and he was, I don't know, it was just, like, no-nonsense, spit takes. So, I mean, I think also Maggie, Maggie seems like a pretty discerning, I feel like she only hangs if she's really into hanging, you know? Like, I don't think she puts up with anyone who she doesn't find, like, interesting and funny. Um, So that makes me feel like it's an authentic, real friendship. I know. I think I would love to listen in on. I think they would be probably Have they been? Have, they haven't been in a movie together, though, right? I guess not, if he's saying he wants to be, so... Both Maggie and Samuel L. Jackson have starred in movies with Michael Caine, but neither of them have co-starred together. So, like, let's make this happen. Maybe Josh and I will write the script. Uh, Kane, or Caine needs to hook it up for them. Caine does need to hook it up. Okay, so Salma Hayek. Josh, you wrote about this. Okay, so then in another weird sort of pairing of friends, well, I don't know. I can't tell if this one's easier or harder to imagine. Uh, Salma Hayek posted an Instagram from Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's kitchen, um, and she posted the caption, when your friends invite you for dinner and you end up doing all the work, because in the Instagram she's, like, at the stove stirring And at the same time, holding Blake and Ryan's youngest daughter, Inez, and Ryan is pictured in the background. Blake is not photographed in the shot. Josh, I love your takeaway on the script. While I was like, oh, that's such a cute Instagram. Like, that's kind of funny. (laughs) Josh is so skeptical of this. Do you want to read what you have? I wrote in the script. It's a savvy way. so cynical at this point to show Inez and get some press for that, which out without actually having to talk about her on a talk show or show any pictures of her, because that is such a damning review of that Instagram. Because it got people talking. Do you know how many people posted that Instagram? I feel like I saw that, on, including VanityFair.com. Everyone posted it. That's true. So. So, like, how often is Salma Hayek getting every single celebrity blog to write about her Instagram post? Not that often. So this was the way to ensure maximum coverage. And Inez's face wasn't showing. You weren't really, for, you know, there was no, I mean, I think it's great. It's brilliant. Do you think they had to get Blake's approval before posting that or no? I feel like there's no way, unless Salma just went completely rogue. She, don't you feel like she texted Blake and was just like, hey, FYI, this is this cool? Yeah, but I I don't know. 
could also see her being like not even realizing that that's something that anyone would care about. Maybe right. or maybe she didn't. And Blake was like, Ryan, like tell her to take it down. And then Ryan was like, that's awkward. <laughs> what a tale. Okay, wait. So my reverse is, do you, do you see this in being a natural friendship? Salma starred in no, Savages Blake in 2012. And oh, apparently they friends after that because Salma posted an Instagram hanging out with Blake and her sister like a year ago having dinner. So she's like in with the Ryan Blake crew. Does that surprise you? It's kind of a, like, I would not necessarily have seen them as a natural pairing. I agree. Cause I feel like Blake is very calculated and very conscious of what she does and who she's seen with. Whereas I feel like Selma Hayek is like married to a billionaire, like does whatever she just does whatever she wants. I feel like she's more of a free spirit. She's just hilarious out there. I don't think she ever censors herself. Yeah. Also, like, not that this really... In Hollywood, I feel like age is never really a big factor, because I feel like everyone... I'm always surprised to find out how old different people are, but, like, Salma's, like, you know, 20 years older than Blake. Um, so it's, like, a, it's like a somewhat unusual, you know, maybe friendship. Yeah, uh, I can see Ryan Reynolds having more to talk about with Salma than Blake over yeah, there. I feel like Ryan, I mean, the thing is, Ryan does seem, and Blake too, actually, pretty, like, fun, loving, not too self-serious. You know, they like having kind of fun with, like, social media, whatever. So, I don't know. I could sort of see them getting along with her. I'm curious, though, if, you know how, like, you have different friends for different occasions? Because, like, people keep talking about how Taylor Swift and Blake have gotten so close. And uh, people keep talking, meaning, like, Josh Duboff keeps talking. (laughs) But they, uh, you know, I just, I feel like you wouldn't, like, like, they'd have their night where they would hang out with someone like Taylor Swift, and they'd have their night where they'd hang out with, like, Salma. I feel like that's, like, its own night, you know? Right. I can definitely see that. Anyway, the the Hitman, wait, the Hitman's bodyguard really bringing out all the, the anecdotes. But, like, so it's always, oh, yeah, like, this movie, like, I don't even know. Sometimes I wonder, like, how much getting press for these kind of movies even helps at all, because, like, people don't even, as you said, even know what it's for. Right. They did a ton of press together, but I guess good for them. I hope it pays off. Well, as a way of bringing this all together, my final question for you is, would you rather have a beer with Judy Greer in Pittsburgh or dinner at Ryan and Blake's house? Definitely beer, Judy Greer, Pittsburgh. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively are great, but they just don't appeal to me the way that they appeal to you. I don't know what it is. This is probably yeah. one of the core differences in our personality. That question is like one of the only places I feel like we've just vastly deviated. Like, and we would not even look back at the other way. Exactly. Well, I love this. I, I mean, I want to know more. If any, I wonder if we have other listeners from Pittsburgh who have any intel. It sounds like the Cape Blanchett, Judy Greer infiltration is really taking over the city. So I'm curious if we have any other listeners from Pittsburgh who might have information. Right. I'm curious to hear if we, we hear back from anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was in Portland, Maine this weekend and got a great shout-out from one of our Portland, Maine listeners. And <laughs> there's no, no end to that story other than to say, <laughs> we love to hear from you if you have any intel on any of these stories or locations we're discussing. Yes, please, please reach out. Um. All right, well, on that note, asking 
feeding for Intel and like your personal, like send us your address so they get more wild than that to end an episode in the limelight. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. Um, you can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We also have an Instagram, In the Limelight Pod. This makes me wonder, by the way, did Grace not take any photos? Grace, we didn't even ask her. She didn't take photos of Judy Greer, huh? I think, I think she was so starstruck, but that didn't time. even occur to her. I'll make sure. I'll make sure. Yeah. She's like a photographer on hand. I was gonna. I was gonna use that as a tease to check out our Instagram, but you should check it out anyway. This episode was produced and edited by Jordan Bell. Uh, thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Until then, no bad energy. <laughs>